Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, my people are in great danger. And you and I, we have to fight this really powerful being who also happens to be my sister. Okay, that is so wrong on so many... I don't want to fight your sister. That, that's, a, that's a family no, issue. She's an evil being. I don't care how what she is. I'm not fighting any more beings. I'm sick of it. I just told you, if I turn into the Hulk, I am never going to come back again. No, and you don't care. No, no, no. I'm putting together the team. The Hulk is the fire. Wait, you're just using me to get to the Hulk. What? Gross. What? No, no. You don't I, care about me. You're even, not my friend. No, I don't even like the Hulk. He's really? all like, smash, smash, smash. I, I prefer you. Thanks. But if I'm being honest, when it comes to fighting evil beings, he yeah. is very powerful and useful. Yeah, Banner's powerful and useful, too. Is he, though? Alright, welcome to the next episode of The Dearly Debated. I am your host, Greg Starlord Friends, alongside... On your left, it's Nathaniel Levinson. <laughs> Alright, and also here is Jason. I've read way too many comics, Daniel. <laughs> no such thing, right? So, Unless you're reading the same one over and over again, then maybe. <laughs> uh, so, let's start off with This Week in History, maybe. So, this is for the week of... Well, it's Thursday, June the 4th, today. So this week in history, in 1942, the Battle of Midway begins, a U- decisive victory for the U.S. Less notable were the battles of st- the starting line, where U.S. forces lost to Germany in the uh, Monaco Grand Prix after Hitler put sugar in the American driver's gas tanks, and the final countdown skirmish, where U.S. troops resolutely outbreakdanced the SS. In 1934, the U.S. Tuspel begins. Uh, many said it was the worst soup ever. 1984, Bruce Springsteen releases Born in the USA, a best-selling album. Less popular, popular were his follow-up albums... Raised in Canada, went to school in Prussia, got married and settled down in Taiwan, and died in Liechtenstein. And that's what happened this week in history. Is Liechtenstein a real Maybe. place? It's a real place. Okay. It doesn't sound like right. a real place. No, no. It but it's a real place. Well, it's, in, it's, it's in, one of those countries that has three people in it's it. It's also in an night's tale, and so you just kind of assume like it was just like a, a birth from imagination place. <laughs> like, oh, it wasn't a real place. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, if you haven't guessed by our uh, middle names for this episode, and I guess Nathaniel's wasn't really a middle name. You're no, just, you're just I think you could be either a middle name or uh, um, just an introduction. We are going to talk about the NCE today, and we left an entire episode for it. We'll probably need more because, I mean, it's the NCU. Uh, it's only like 22 movies now. <laughs> but uh, thank God we have uh, our mediator, Jason, here because... Uh, and this could get out of hand. Um, so just to clarify, we're talking about the movie universe. I don't think we'll talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Jason might bring in comic book uh, lore. It's just a little bit. be like the encyclopedia yeah. source. So, like, so, hey, so what happened to him later so on? So I'm, I'm mostly familiar with Marvel from uh, visual media, not from comic books. Yeah. I guess, you know, okay. I'm graphic actually most visual familiar. Media, I'm from movies and TV shows is what I'm familiar with. Because yes. my dad... You know what? I'm going to save that. 
uh, we'll wait until we get to that. So, okay. why don't you go ahead and start us off with the first topic. Ding, ding, ding! Yeah, let's go first topic. Alright, so first topic on our MCU discussion is just real simple. What is your favorite movie in the MCU? Favorite movie in the MCU? Um, I'd have to say... Hmm. Do you have one off the top of your head? Yeah, I think I do, and it's not going to be like... It's not the best one, for sure. Like, there are big problems with it. I think Civil War is my favorite just to go back and rewatch, just because I really... My favorite part of the MCU, period, are the characters interacting with each other. And, like, like for instance, the scene in Age of Ultron where they're all sitting there after the party talking about Thor's hammer. Like, I know it's just, like, it's a corny scene or whatever, but, but scenes like that in any movie I could go back and rewatch. And it, because it's just, you know, it, it's just, you've seen all these characters in different movies, and you're so curious as to how they're going to react when they get in, and start, you know, interacting with each other. And you finally get to see it. And I feel like in um, in Civil War, one, you're introduced to a lot of new characters. I mean, we know Ant-Man, but we have never really seen him interact with all the other ones, um, except for, you know, that one quick part with the Falcon. Uh, we haven't seen Spider-Man yet. We haven't seen Black Panther yet. This is all before all those things. And also, you've kind of taken out the heavy hitters like Thor and Hulk. And mm. yeah, Vision's there. Um, he arrives late, which is classic, uh, you know, classic storytelling. So you're kind of just left with all like the minor fighters, and then you get this awesome fight scene in you know the airport, you know, and and, and just as somebody that, that thinks of like what do I want to go back and watch, it's typically that one. Um, yeah, it, it's pro. I mean, it's my favorite for that reason, as far as just like what do I want to go back and watch the fight scenes and interaction scenes, like when they're all like kind of having the conversation over whether they should go with the accords or not. I love scenes like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it just gets me. I have some things to say about the Accords, but we're going to get there. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it was the best movie by a long shot. I, I totally agree. I think either Endgame or Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, so Winter Soldier, I think, is probably just the best standalone movie, just from a, a movie yeah. standpoint. Um, I agree with that. Because sure. yeah. they, you know, they all tend towards schlock a little bit, but I think Winter Soldier is a movie that non-comic book fans can enjoy. Not to say that other ones non-comic book fans can't enjoy but i think this one is probably the most solid you, you don't even need any setup for what's going on because mm-hmm. everyone knows who captain america is so you don't need that explained to you and so you can just jump in and enjoy this this really well made a little bit of political thriller a little bit of action a mm-hmm. little bit of intrigue um and captain america being tested when you know the the government he's working for betrays him right when he's not yeah. back in 19 which we, we we talked about cap last time so i'm not gonna uh reiterate my feelings on his arc um but endgame i just thought was uh that's how you culminate rise of skywalker take notice that's how you culminate <laughs> yeah. a series of movies in a very spectacular way they didn't they it, that movie if you didn't watch infinity game you had no business watching that movie mm-hmm. which i really infinity appreciate War. Right, is that what you're talking Infinity about? Infinity War. Okay, okay, sorry, I was caught. Between yeah, so yeah, I really appreciate, and, and Detective Pikachu did this to a certain extent, where it was like, if you don't know what Pokemon is, you have no business going to see the Pokemon, this movie, because it doesn't yeah. explain what Pokemon are. It's right. just like, yeah, they're Pokemon, they're here. <laughs> um, Endgame was like, if you didn't watch the first movie, why are you watching this one? Mm-hmm. So it was clearly, a, I mean, to the, to, you know, you could argue Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Twilight, whatever, whatever, Part 2, Obviously, but this one didn't have a part two behind it, even though it is absolutely a part two. I thought they did a really good job. We knew they were going to... We knew that all those characters had to come back, right? So, it's, you know, as much as they tried to tug our heartstrings in Infinity War, because those 
actors are signed for more movies, we know those characters are coming back. So there is, just, you know, all the stakes are a little bit drained by the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of ruins your suspension of disbelief a bit. But in Endgame, all the characters who are in the old core who aren't coming back, who we know aren't coming back, those are fair game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Black Widow was a bit of a shock because she has another movie coming out. And then you're like, okay, so it has to be a prequel. What the hell, guys? But really... Just they, I just yeah, I thought it was really well constructed. It was super fun, you know the whole time heist thing. They they paid homage to the entirety of the the lore that they built up from the very beginning, and it didn't feel like any characters were starved for screen time or took up too much screen time. I will say the whole Captain Marvel thing was a bit like she's too strong, but that's a, a, Captain Marvel being too strong we'll is there. a separate issue. We'll get there. Um, which a lot of people yeah, are mad Thor. In that movie. For being too too strong? Well, no, Thor in the movie for just Oh, for being dad bod? Yeah. I thought that was a great... Really? Yeah, I I thought that was fantastic that um, they took this character who's always been this strong, I can accomplish it guy, you know, overcoming all the odds, and then, you know, Thanos snaps, and he kind of... He Luke Skywalkered in the way that Luke Skywalker should have Luke Skywalkered. It was very clear, like, he, he lost his will to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Because he... Because and and I you know I think Last Jedi again could have gone there, but mm-hmm. they they very clearly established why he let himself go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say Endgame again, not the best movie. I think I can agree with that. Winter Soldier is probably the best standalone movie mm-hmm. for me. Going with things that haven't been listed so far, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie was just a lot of fun. It was something that I. I had read Guardians of the Galaxy, that team, before. Most people had not. But even I was sitting there going, can they pull off a movie with a raccoon? A talking (laughs) raccoon in a tree? And, uh, you know, it was one of the times Winter Soldier was the first one. And then uh, I think Guardians was right around the same time where they started Mm -hmm. doing the different... Yeah, it's a superhero movie, but this is a comedy. This is like a political thriller. This Mm -hmm. is a heist movie. And they started experimenting with that. And I think Guardians is the one that proved that they could pull that off yeah um and you know had a great soundtrack it was just a lot of fun to watch and kind of took a break from all the stuff we had going on on earth and said hey this is a bigger universe Mm -hmm. which is i really appreciated moving on uh kind of the opposite end of the spectrum i think i feel like i know where we're going to go here but least (laughs) favorite mcu movies (laughs) Uh, you want to start off this time with i don't want to start i I, I I know everybody's just gonna echo Um, but i guess i will i mean uh, Captain Marvel is my least favorite uh, MCU movie, um, and again, it's right, right. You're like, oh, you're a guy. Like, you just don't like girls. And it's like, no, it's not why. I'm really into film, and I'm really into characters and their development. And it's kind of clear. Like, it's not even just a little bit. I mean, like the movie is not super well received. I mean, it, it's got the lowest rating out of any MCU movie. And really, her involvement is either she's just your favorite just because, or you're kind of like, oh yeah, there's that girl. <laughs> and the problem is that she's stronger than everybody else. So it's like you kind of want to do a good job at develop. Like, like, like you think of like Superman. Like he is the heart of of the the Justice League, even though he may, might not be the most compelling character. And most people might say, "Oh, Batman's the coolest," but he still is the face of it. Why? Because he's the most powerful and he's unstoppable. And so here, it's like your powerful, most unstoppable person is kind of like this distant side character that you you fail to develop she's also really well. A douchebag. Yeah, and 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 yeah. I mean, it was almost intentional. And and I think, I, and I get that. It's like, oh, here are these men acting like sexist pigs, and so stick mm-hmm. it to them. That's one thing. Sure. Being a dick is a totally another thing. Like, well, 
And another thing is just he like, doesn't I, understand what the word de-escalation means. I think I think they put too much weight on the fact that it like didn't it come out on like National Women's Day or something around like a week or something. I have no idea. It, it was very big and yeah, like, I think it did. Yeah, and, and it carried a whole lot of weight with that push to where it was like, oh my gosh, here we are, like this really kind of, kind of like bad bad boy girl character if you want to call it that like she walks around with a frown on her face but like every character like that you think of like wolverine you think of batman like they all have these really deep painful compelling backstories and she's just like a bunch of boys kind of made fun of me and it was kind of hard but now i'm a superhero and it was like uh, like did your parents yeah, they, get killed in, in, in an alley and now now you're kind of tussling with whether you should kill people or let them live or like have you kind of experienced eons of pain and like you're dealing with that and that's where you're kind of a jerk it's like no i'm just a jerk now and i well, and i can and you're like all right <laughs> well didn't you watch the movie it's because she was way too emotional they only said it about 20 times yeah, yeah because well they had to tell us because it wasn't clear from her acting <laughs> yeah. 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 you know i'm not gonna Clearly. hate on brie larson because she's fantastic in scott pilgrim Sure, no, she's a good actor. I totally yeah. got her confused with Allison Brie, and I was like, that's not the person I'm thinking is. of. She's in Community. She's she's great. Oh, okay. Um, I've actually heard her name tossed around for the She-Hulk TV show. Yeah, Allison Brie? I think so, yeah. Huh. Blonde she's a little short for that. I feel like She-Hulk's supposed to be like six feet tall. <laughs> just just going out on a limb. She's probably yeah. supposed to be big. Yeah. Well, we got No, I mean, I think that. like canonically She-Hulk's very tall. Well, I mean, when she's a Hulk. Oh, she'd have different heights when she's... Yeah. I thought she just stayed as She-Hulk. Like like but I thought she stayed as She-Hulk form the whole time. We're getting off topic. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. No, that's still MCU. I, yeah. I think my least favorite movie is Iron Man 3. Captain okay. Marvel was just... I, I honestly found Captain Marvel kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. not be, not necessarily because of the characters, but because she's just too strong. Like, there's mm-hmm. no... She had no stakes. Like, yeah. it, like she mm-hmm. can't die. I found the, the Creed part... Or the, the Skrulls, I thought, were the most interesting part of that movie. And, you know, them setting up the scrolls and kind of twisting on the Right, because you never the whole had a shapeshifter type person, in, in, yeah. like, at least and, so and, far. And, they, and those guys were great. They were hilarious. They were, they were yeah. awesome. So, they were good characters. So I really enjoyed that. But uh, I thought Brie Larson's character was just kind of bland. I just, I, 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 I didn't like uh, Iron Man 3 also, but I disagree with it being my least favorite just because... I mean, like, it was at least watchable because you have a character that you already kind of developed a lot. And it's like, I didn't oh, think Captain Marvel's unwatchable. I'll disagree with you on that. She's definitely Mary Sue. Yeah, it's definitely. There's definitely a lot to a lot. My biggest problem is like, what the heck are they going to do for the sequel? Everyone's stronger than she is, unless they unless they Metroid her and just take her powers away. You mean she's stronger than everyone else? Yes, that's yes. what. What did I say? Yeah, uh, my inner sexist is coming out. <laughs> everyone's stronger. Everyone's than her. Str- no. Iron Man three was my least favorite because I was so looking forward to Mandarin when they pulled the switcheroo. It was just a big slap in the face, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I heard some of the arguments were. Which apparently they're going to fix that with Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, about 10 years too late, Marvel. But the idea that they took one of the most iconic villains in Iron Man and were like, nah, he's just playing. And then the real, the went, oh my gosh, when Adrian Brody, or it wasn't his name wasn't Adrian Brody. And it wasn't Adrian Aldrich Brody. Aldrich Killian. That, thank you. When Killian is just standing there and just like goes, and like spits fire, it looks identical to a, 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 uh, a scene from Scrubs. When it's what, Vaughn? No, he, he just like opens his mouth and breathes fire, and it looks ridiculous. Yeah. And it reminded me, it's like one, it looks like one of JD's flashbacks in Scrubs. And I was like, this is stupid. And then Pepper like lights on fire, and it was just that yeah, whole the the ending was thing, just a, like randomly like it was a total mess. And, and I and I talked about why I don't think Iron Man had good arcs. And you can argue with sure. me on that. I honestly think he had the same character arc in every single one. It was pivoted. It was centered around different 
different reasons for his character arc, but they all had the same character arc, but then in all the other movies, in the Avengers movies, he's the same person. He hasn't learned anything. He's still the same rich douchebag, which I want to talk about the Sokovia yeah, Accords. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah, argue you that. Let me know when I can talk about sure. the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll jump back into Iron Man. We can probably cover the Sokovia Accords when we talk about the Avengers a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, I think my least favorite is a pretty basic one. Um, it's just incredible, incredible Hulk. Uh, just because oh, it feels like so disjointed. Movie. I enjoyed the movie, <laughs> but it's just it feels so Definitely disjointed from the rest of them, and it's a little bit slower. Um, and why did we pace. not get any other Hulk movies? Speaking of Hulk, uh, rights issues. Uh, yeah. Classic. Really, <laughs> it's the same reason we haven't seen uh, Namor the Sub uh, Submariner or any some of the other characters before. Classic. Um, Hulk can appear in other people's movies, but Paramount gets a lot of money uh, if he appears in his own solo kind of thing. <laughs> I think that's it's so goes. weird. <laughs> uh, Comic book rights are messed up. Anyways, yeah. uh, next up, we're just going to talk go through some of the characters, and we already touched on um, Thor a little bit. Yeah, uh, we were talking about one of his biggest character changes, which was back, uh, you know, in that odd Thor. I thought that was a great movie, but uh, I thought it was fantastic. I think Thor has one of the most diverse arcs out of all the characters yeah. in the MCU. Yeah, I'll let you guys kind of jump in on that. Uh, so my first experience with Thor was my dad used to watch the old Thor cartoon. Okay. That's just cheesy as all get out. You know, he speaks in Shakespearean English. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was my first. So I, I've known Thor for a long time. And so then when the Thor movie came out, you know, my dad was like, we're going to see this because he grew up watching Thor. And so we went and we were like, that was awesome. You know, it was, it was you know, and it was coming off of the heels of Iron Man. I, I think it was second or third. Cap might have been. I don't know. I have I have no mind for the chronology. Other than the fact that I know Iron Man three came out after Iron Man two came out after, so the Iron first Man Thor 1. came out after the second Iron Man because the end of Iron Man two, I think you get the scene where they go and they find yeah, the they hammer. yeah. find the hammer. I, I yeah, so I have no idea about the chronology, but Thor was Thor. I thought was fan was fantastic. Thor one was great. Thor two was uh, it had that bad sequel problem where it was kind of the same film but worse, mm-hmm. and then Thor three was just a blast because right. Taika Waititi was just like it's a comic book. And we're just going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it turned out to be fantastic. And they did the whole Planet Hulk thing and uh, and introduced a lot of characters. Jeff Goldblum. They were like, hey, Jeff Goldblum, come be Jeff Goldblum. And it was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll say a bunch of stuff. Uh, so right. they, they, they really embraced the it. kind of, well, the Taika Waititi style, which I thought meshed really well with Thor, who is, you know, God King of Space, mm-hmm. um, who undergoes serious struggles but you can't take him that seriously because he's the god of thunder. <laughs> yeah, the god I, of hammers. Sorry, I I love his his character arc. Um, even though I wasn't a fan of, of Thor Dadbod, uh, but yeah, w- w- my first thought of Thor is I didn't know him a ton as a character prior to the first movies, and I thought they did a good job at blending because because my, my thought was like, okay, you have these kind of cool characters like Tony Stark is just kind of like a cool guy and he's got all this machinery. You have you have like like uh, Banner, who's who's the scientist, and he fits in well. Like, okay, you get a scientist. You have an old school like war hero in Captain America, and you, and then there's like this mythical god, and I'm like, how are they really gonna do this? Like, and, and I thought they did such a good job after watching the first Thor movie because I'm like, it felt so much. In my opinion, it felt very different from the other movies. But then I thought they did a good job just plugging in the minor characters to, to kind of fuse him in. And to, if I'm being honest, I was never super caught up with the Thor movie in him. To see where he like to see what he was going to do with the Avengers, but it did change for me when Ragnarok came out because uh, I, again I watched Thor one and two and was just kind of like all right these are fillers like I'm mainly interested in Avengers, but his character started to change a ton with Ragnarok and it, it's really 
I think and they do such a good job of this, like foreseeing his change on the future. Because right now he's with the Guardians, right? Mm-hmm. And that that transition was so. If you had thought, if you watched the first Thor movie, and then you watched Guardians of the Galaxy, and said, "Hey, Thor is going to join the Guardians," you'd be like, "You're insane! Like they're not <laughs> like they're like there's there's not going to be any meshing." Thor is a, com- like, like, is a complete, you know, like like plank of wood, and the Guardians are hilarious. And now you've slowly, over the course of these movies, changed him into, like, by the time you're watching Ragnarok, you're like, this is kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And, yeah. and Thor is changing so much as he loses his hair, he loses his eye, and you're so you're already like, we've got a different Thor coming out of the end of this movie. And, and then by the time, obviously... Uh, you know, Endgame comes around and you have him, they add the huge comic, you know, like, addition of him being overweight and just kind of being a bum, which again, it, it plays him with his character arc and actually gives him a deeper, a deeper arc than most characters where it's like, he, he see how he's, he's handling this and where other people, you know, you can be like, okay, Tony's overdramatic and he's really sad and, and Cap is going to these meetings, but he's like the, the most real and authentic, like, this guy's just trashed yeah, by like, this whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gave up. Yeah, and it's like, I don't like seeing that as a fan. I know hardcore fans weren't even a fan of Ragnarok because they were like, whoa, I, like, I think Thor is so cool and this is more of a comedy, like you're just doing it for all the gags. But as somebody who's kind not of. super attached to Thor, I loved it. And, and and but the thing is, if you think about it, right, Thor coming to Earth, it, it had the whole scene where he knows nothing about Earth culture and he throws the coffee cup on the ground, another! And it's hilarious. Yeah. Right? Goes and to so the you best see, get to as the he spends all this time on Earth, he starts to pick up the mannerisms yeah. of the of the people that he's spending time with. So when you get right. to Ragnarok, you know, he he's ch- his personality has, well, not his personality, but the way he expresses himself has changed. He's always been this kind of you know, outgoing, fun-loving goofball. He just hasn't gotten the but, culture. But, you know, he was he was serious. And it plugs in great with the, the Guardians because you have Star-Lord who's trying to do that with all of his companions right, the whole time. He's right. trying to keep and he's, and he's trying to compete with Thor. And, and being mm-hmm. like, like, guys, no, this is how you do it. And then now he gets plugged in with Thor. He's like another alpha male. But but it's it, it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. I love his character. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting seeing them go forward because they're both, at this point... The characters that have made a lot of mistakes, Thor and Star Lord, and are kind of broken, and now they've got set up this kind of rivalry between the two of them. And Thor grew so much as a character, you know, Ragnarok changed the things so much, reignited the interest in him so much that one, uh, Chris Hemsworth wanted to come back after that movie, and two, he's going to be the first one to get more than three solo movies. Mm-hmm. They've got Thor four lined up. He's going to be in Guardians. Um, he's one of the only Avengers that they're actually going to move forward with at this point. Yeah. So next up on the sheet, I've got uh, talking about Iron Man. To start things off, before we get too far, or before we get into it, one of the things that was really interesting, I always, I debated saying Iron Man is one of my favorite movies just because starting the whole thing off, that movie was so good, and it was so much better than I expected it to be. Um, Iron Man's not one of those characters that you think would launch a Marvel franchise. Mm. From what they had, um, he's one of the better ones, but you know, you, th- you think Marvel... Before all the MCU, you would think Spider-Man. You'd think X-Men. You might go to Fantastic Four or the Avengers as a whole. Fox made sure we didn't. Um, But, um, yeah, they hadn't quite gotten to that point with the X-Men yet. Iron Man was a really interesting choice because even at the time, uh, like comic books-wise, this is probably one of the few times I'll bring this in, like around 2008, uh, the comic event Civil War had just wrapped up. So even somebody like me who was reading along enjoyed... Um, Iron Man did not like him at all at that point. Um, his <laughs> character, <laughs> his character in the comics at that point was he'd done some really dark things uh, between like? 
like he was the reason Captain America had just gotten killed in the comics. Mm. Uh, he and Mr. Fantastic right. had... Thor was gone. They cloned him and like made a robotic clone to do whatever they want, let it get out of control and kill Bill Foster, who uh, is Goliath. He was the guy from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm. the other guy that could grow. Um, and then... Uh, let's see, creating a prison in the negative zone, sending a bunch of heroes there without trial. There was a lot of things that he had done. He basically turned into Hitler, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The The Civil War in the comics was a little bit more... There's a little more as to... A lot more people sided with Cap than sided with Iron Man, which I think in the movie franchise they did a little bit better, kept it more even. So they could have that fight scene. Yeah, so they could have that fight scene. <laughs> but it was a really good... Um, it was a really good jumping on point. The casting was amazing, and they did just enough little seeds throwing in throughout that movie that they said, yeah, we could actually expand this out into a universe. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, you know, it, that came out of the... I mean, technically, Hulk was the first in the MCU, but that didn't make too much of a splash. Well, the Ang Lee one was so bad, they immediately were like, no, that didn't happen. Just <laughs> Edward Norton, <laughs> which was fine. It wasn't, you know, stand, outstanding, but it was It was like, yeah, cool, Marvel movie, the Hulk. And then Iron Man came out, and everyone was like, why is this good? Why is this comic book movie amazing? Yeah. And, and really you know, much. now that we've had all these other ones, I don't think it stands out as one of the best ones. But at the, you know, at the time, it was outstanding. I, I, and it, it springboard. I think it's still one of the better ones. I think yeah, it's yeah. definitely up there yeah. as one of the best. It really is. But I don't think it would make top five. So, so maybe, uh, maybe number six. I don't know. I'd have to look at, I'd have to, I'd have, you'd have to print out a list. I'd have to get, like, the magnets to, like. Put the order in there because I, I I cannot remember. So, so overall, as a character, I, I I mean Iron Man's awesome. I mean Robert Downey Jr. knocks it out of the park. I mean who doesn't love seeing him? You know, make comments about Thor. You know, talking in old English and just joking around and kind of being overconfident. And like I just love the first Avengers movie. His interactions with everybody because he's just so you know so cocky. Like like that's that's, that's his character. And to your point, I would say that he doesn't develop like a normal character develops in a movie. Because he's kind of the center point of like a million movies, and he really develops like a real person, in my opinion. So, in my opinion, when a character develops in a movie, what like so? Let's say somebody struggles with you know being an alcoholic or something in a movie, right? Like they get to that one. So point, Tony Stark. So they get to the one point where they're like, you know what? I'm not going to take this drink that one time, and bam! All of a sudden, they're a different person and they don't drink anymore. Whereas in real life, your character, like your real character arc in real life, is a little more messy. Like you do change and you develop as a person, but it's. It's done a lot slower, mm-hmm. and so like like in my what I'm thinking is like the transition from Iron Man one to two. You have you have Tony Stark who is just super over the top. I mean he he's he's his arrogant you know classic playboy whatever, and he's all about getting the money. He hasn't really thought of like of like the moral the morality of like what he's doing, and then finally he does, and he realizes he wants to do something better, but he's still kind of the same person. And so Iron Man two comes out, and now he is the superhero guy. He's the one putting his life on the line. But he's still the kind of like arrogant, like show offy guy. He's actually become more arrogant because yeah. he's embraced the superhero persona, right? And he thinks that's the thing that's going to change him. Now all of a sudden, I'm doing good things. I don't have to change this about me. And it's not till he gets to the Avengers that he really starts changing. And to your point, yeah, one, two, and three, he hasn't done a lot of changing. But over the course of all of Iron Man, by the time he's getting to the end and he's doing the classic, you know, like like we all know how it ends, you know, you're you're in love with the character and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, and like, and he did. He has the little hiccups throughout the whole thing. I mean, he has the part in in uh, in Endgame where he comes back and he's just angry. He's just like you said we'd do that together and he's all mad at Captain yeah, America. So, so that part made sense as a relapse. And I think Infinity War and Endgame is where he actually showed the character growth that they were they were they he showed the character growth that they said he'd had in all the other movies. Because like Iron Man end of Iron Man one, end of Iron Man two, end of Iron Man three, they act like he's changed, but he hasn't. So then he has to go through the same arc over and over again. 
But then in Endgame, he actually goes to that arc. He does get the angry thing, you know, and except that time it's justified because he's like, I don't want to lose this family that I've created. I don't, I don't know if they're exp- thinking that he's changed because... No, no, no. I'm not saying the, the characters in the film. I'm saying they're they're trying to... Uh, the, the movie is telling me that Tony has changed. Yeah, but, but then I'm... the same. But then when we move to the next movie, instead of showing me him relapsing like it does in Endgame, it just restarts him without giving explanation as for why he went back. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm following too well, but I, I would say that they knew what they were doing as far as like, his <laughs> character. Like, like, like they maybe maybe like, like, it like, rates like, me the wrong way a lot of times. It's not like the characters around him were treating him like, oh, you finally figured it out. I mean, okay. throughout the whole thing, can we talk like, about Sokovia Accords? I mean, is is, is uh, like, do we want to? All right, like, well, I, mean, really I think it's actually a pretty natural thing because the next thing we, we had up is around. Captain America. You don't have to go on the, um, okay. but yeah, we can actually talk about we can okay. go into Civil War Captain and kind America, of talk about Cap a little more during sequels and sagas. We I, I talked about why I think Captain America is great. Okay, I think he I think he's a character who is always they always keep him likable. Um, yeah, that, that's true. But they I, I think they I think they do you know he's clearly. There's never a time where I'm like, Cap, you made a bad, you made a bad choice, or like you made the wrong, you 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 messed up, Cap. Okay. Like he 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 fails, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as him him you know making the choice. You know the choice where you're like, no, don't do, don't go in that door. He's hiding behind the door. You know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Here's what made me so angry about the Sokovia Accords. Okay, Ultron happens. Okay, Tony Stark builds Ultron, gets Bruce Banner on board. You know the the whole thing blows up in their face, and then they have to go fix it, and they do. And a lot of people die along the way. Cut to Civil War, and they had that whole thing in uh, where was it? The um, opening scene, yeah, wherever I don't it was. Unnameless um, stand, where it is. yeah. Um, Turmoil is stand, mm-hmm. right? Plot devices stand, right? So they go to plot devices stand, and they're trying to thwart these terrorists, right? There's a bomb that's going to go off in a crowded plaza, so Scarlet Witch throws up in the sky and it ends up taking out the hotel and killing people, right? Mm-hmm. And because of this, they're like, "Well, we need to rein in superheroes." Okay, first of all, people were going to die from that bomb regardless. That is true. Right? You don't blame... If a bomb disposal guy doesn't manage to defuse a bomb and it blows up and kills people, you don't say, all right, the police need to be... Like, the, the bomb disposal squad needs to be brought under the... the, the they're, they got too, you know, they're out of control, right? You don't say that. Especially right? if uh, he gets it away from the very large crowd on the ground and into a right. contained area. So, so, so you talk about unavoidable casualties. Right. In that case, those were unavoidable casualties. So yeah, it's it, you, you, it's not good that people died, but at the same time, people were gonna die. That wasn't there was no part that was Scarlet Witch's fault, right? Okay. Now, what's um, the point you get into here? And so then they come up with the Sokovia Accords, right? And they're like, okay, the superheroes are out of control. We need them. To, we need to have a, a, a reign on them. Sure. Okay. Fine. I get that. At some level. At some of like it, why governments would want to control them. Mm-hmm. Tony gets on board, saying, "Yeah, we're we're too powerful. We're too da 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 da. You know, Ultron. That was me." And at that point, why was every other hero not like, "You're right, Tony. Ultron. That was you. You're literally the only person who needs to sign these accords. Everyone else has not acted in a way." That would lead to that has led to disastrous consequences. You're the only one who's caused some sort of large scale disaster. So is your argument that they should have only asked Tony to be on the accords, or you're saying that I'm saying it doesn't make sense that anyone else sides with Tony. So especially because Tony is Tony is Tony uses Ultron and Sokovia 
and, and the whole world does, uses Sokovia as the reason why all the superheroes need to be brought under control. Right. So that's but what, that is a hundred percent Tony's on fault, and it was only Tony, and Tony's the only one to blame. So it's completely unfair and out of line for anyone to say that Cap, because Tony was an idiot, I'm going to punish you, because you have only ever used your powers in a stand-up way. So, so I can tell you that. From what the movie is trying to do, the movie tries to solve all of those problems that you're talking about. Whether okay. it does a good job or not is to be seen, and it's really up to you. But this is why the movie starts off with 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 Tony not even being involved in that first scene. I mean, Tony is is off having his feelings kind of stirred up by that woman at his conference. That's like you killed my son, and he's not even involved in, in that. Yeah, in and he should have said, "You're right, I killed your son." Not any of these other people who tried to stop that and did a damn good job stopping Ultron from killing everyone. Sure, but, but like, whose fault was it that all these ships fell out of the sky? And, and not necessarily whose fault is it, because, because again, I, I, I know the point you're making, but also, I mean, it's pretty self-evident, even in our real world, that when when things happen, you can be like, okay, well, this is one thing, you know, like, like it, it could have been worse, and but like, people use that to prop up their agendas and what they were thinking. I, re- I recognize that, but you would think the other superheroes, again, I understand why they had to kind of 50-50 split it so we could have the great fight. It just doesn't make sense from a character standpoint why anyone... It's the same thing in Injustice, right? Superman snaps and it's like, I'm going to take over the world. The heroes who side with him, it makes no sense. It makes sense from a, oh, he's just going to safeguard. But when he starts executing people, then you're like, okay, Superman, what the heck? What the heck is this? Well, I think in the movie, um, part of the reason people side with him, they don't give Cap the benefit of the doubt immediately, is... The Winter Soldier coming back, and they frame up that assassination, that bombing, really quickly for the Winter Soldier. And Cap goes off, no, he's innocent, I'm going to go bring him in myself. There's all this political stuff going on. So I think that's why some of the people kind of shy away. They're like, well, Cap, yeah, Tony's been reckless, but Cap's kind of being reckless right now, too. And then I think some of the reason, maybe it's not even siding with Tony, um, but some of the people that stay with him, uh, like... Uh, the Scarlet, or not Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, mm-hmm. Natasha, uh, she's being a good soldier. Um, you got Rhodey, who is, you know, he's there he's the, the military more than as far as the character background. Sure, Rhodey, I get. Like, Rhodey and Tony. But, like, Vision and Scarlet, especially Scarlet Witch. But, but, here, but here's what I'll say, is is those are the two main characters that you have to ask yourself, why is it that we would actually change? Now, I agree with you. They were doing this so there would be a big fight at the end, but did mm-hmm. they could do a good job at splitting them up? And they at least make an attempt to have each of those character characters rationalize why they did it. It's yeah, not like they sure. just said... I, just, I, I, I understand <clears throat> that they did that. I just think it was... It stretched my... It stretched the limits of what I was willing to believe those characters would do. But mm-hmm. e- even in that, yeah. like, it was cool to see characters like uh, the Falcon be like, hey, weren't you just the, the woman a little while ago that told the government to kiss her ass? Like, like what do you... And she's going, well, listen, like, I, I know this is not like me, but I'm, I, like, I'm playing the terrain. And so, like... Yeah, the whole time you're watching, you could be thinking exactly what you're thinking, which is understandable. Which like, I was. Yeah, I was which, exactly like, you're just trying thinking. to separate the gang. But at least the movie is attempting and doing a decent job. At oh, I, I still enjoy the movie. I still enjoy the movie. I yeah. just really don't think Tony got the proper comeuppance for creating Ultron, right? He got, like, a, a marginal slap on the wrist, which was the Sokovia Accords, which then got dropped. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I don't know if they... Or, they didn't or, really get dropped. They never talk about them they, again. They just like, give the middle um, fingers. Have, First of all, the universe all, dies and they kind of Second of all, stop, the, 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 the idea carrying. of the Sokovia Accords, the idea that everyone, that the, all the people would get behind this, right? The, like the, the citizenry is behind this, the Sokovia Accords. As far as they, they show us, the citizenry is for the Sokovia Accords, mm-hmm. right? The, the regular Joes. 
What the hell happened in New York? Where are the regular Joes who got their asses saved by, you know, aliens attacked? Who stopped it? The Avengers stopped it. So at some level... Well, but, but even, even at the end of that movie, what do you get? You get a mixed reaction from everybody going, ah, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, I don't feel safe. The fact that they're here... Kind of, and then Vision echoes that and says, the fact that we're here invites chaos, you know? And mm-hmm. so all these people are kind of feeling that. They're like, well, except they're for the here fact and they're that, different. Except, are they just except that's having wrong. their battles on our... Well, okay, well, Vision does it because, wrong. Okay, Vision does because he has like, an Infinity well, Stone. I mean, but that's just wrong. They didn't invite any of this stuff here and that's a line that's a line in a lot of the whole control the superhero things that's a line that people like to throw out is oh you know if you weren't here they wouldn't be here but that's not how it isn't that true i I was no it's really not no i I will say you know we're taking like works (laughs) going into the i'll take it back into the real world just looking at media and things, do people always really react rationally, okay. or do I'll, they just want to be in control? I will grant you that, but you wouldn't get everyone on this issue saying, oh yeah, we need to control superheroes. I'm not saying you wouldn't get anybody. In fact, you would. In fact, the governments would always be like, we need to have control over these superheroes because, right. they, be here, because they're aggressing on our power. What you're doing. Right? Because if they, they're a potential threat to our power. So governments are always going to want to have control of the superheroes. But the idea that... I think it makes a lot of sense that, yeah, that but, people would get behind it. And I'm not saying okay. that's right or so, wrong. Okay, so we have anti-war people, right? Mm-hmm. In, sure. in, in, like, Vietnam War. Okay. Right? That made a lot of sense. Because we were in the Vietnam War for some sketchy reasons. Yeah. Right? So it makes a lot of sense that people might protest that. Even when you get to, like, World War II, there's still some people who might be like, we should be fighting this war. Although, you know, after Japan attacked, those voices kind of disappeared somewhat. And most people were just fine with being in war. If we get invaded, no one is going to be like, these soldiers are out of control, right? So, the, the I just, and, and again, I, I, it's I, not I, it's, it's not just civil war. Every, every single, we need to rein in the power of the superheroes leans on this idea that they're somehow causing the, or inviting the bad things to happen or causing the bad things to happen. But the reality is they're not. And if they weren't there, you would get hosed. All right, well, yeah. well then let, let, let me give you a, a kind of example. So let's say that they were all on a different planet. Does Loki attack Earth? In that case, yes, because that's where the Tesseract was. Yep. No, they wouldn't. They, he was they, after the Tesseract. Loki, first of all, Loki is not chasing down the Avengers. Loki was chasing, chasing the MacGuffin that was on Earth. So uh, in some sense, okay... If you have like, oh, here's this this person. If the if the person's if the bad guy's agenda is just to kill the hero, then yeah, it matters where they are locationally. But that's not ever the supervillain's goal. The supervillain's goal is to seize power, and right, right. Loki, Loki like goes this, to the government and says, "Bow down to me." But in right? this situation, is, the Earth was just kind of like it was just kind of the it, he he didn't come to conquer Earth. No. He came to get the Tesseract. Yes. So people were so like, the Tesseract hey, had been somewhere take else. all this business somewhere else. All this supernatural stuff is literally destroying and killing all of us. We almost blew up New York City. I don't care who's on whose side. We don't know any of yeah, you. Yeah, but that, that was wasn't the superhero fault and either. Telling that us was the, again, that was the MacGuffin. You remove the MacGuffin and sure, that threat goes away. But that's that's just the Avengers threat, right? If you think about all the other threats. So like Obadiah, the, the whole weapons thing, weapons mm-hmm. development thing. Mm-hmm. Um you think about okay, Iron Man two. That's a revenge plot. Yeah, right. Iron Man three, not a revenge plot, right? He's still going to seize power. The terrorist, the Mandalor- the Mandalorian, the Mandarin <laughs> terrorist plots still happen regardless of whether Iron Man is there or not. Okay, because it, it oh, so some of those were revenge focused, right? Winter Soldier. If Cap's not there, they're still going to use the Winter Soldier. 
So it, the, the fact that he's there to stop it and to be that nemesis doesn't affect their goals. It just impedes their goals. Their goals weren't centered on that. And again, in some of the movies, they absolutely were. Civil War, mm-hmm. it was. So in that case, you. but of course, that's like, if you want to go down that rabbit hole of what started this whole chain, it was Tony Stark. He's the only one well, who needs to be reined in. But of course, they all play for the same team. And if you go all the way back Do they, down though? The, anyway. Go all the way back down the rabbit hole to Avengers... The same shady world governments that are talking about the Sokovia Accords, their uh, way to stop the alien threat was, "Hey, let's nuke New York." Right. So, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm I have no I take no umbrage with them using that as a plot device. Right. I just find it annoying that that's the only plot device anyone can come up with to divide well, heroes. What I think what really happened there is, and we'll talk about the DCU DCEU in a little bit, <laughs> is they were going to do a third Captain America movie. Robert Downey Jr. wanted to do more Iron Man. He wanted to make more money. And they announced <laughs> Batman v Superman. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And so they were like, okay, well, we need to make this into Civil War. Civil War in the comics is this whole thing about, like, should we reveal... There is a huge right, disaster it's about, that's it's about totally, totally teenage superheroes' fault. They blow up a school, like, in a battle. Totally their fault. It's a little more understandable, and it's all about secret identities. They had nothing like that to build into the MCU. Mm. There was no big conflict that they could really okay, come up with. Are you ready with. for me to like speak out of both sides of my mouth? In X3, where they're like this, the Mutant Registration Act, I'm totally on board with that. So I'm okay with I'm okay with it being like we need to keep tabs on people, right? Because that was X1. That was X3. Was the Mutant Registration? No, X3 was let's let's cure, let's cure the mutants. mutants. Yeah. Was X1 Mutant Registration? Yes. Act? It's been a long time. It has. X1 Which, is X1. Whichever one it was, mm-hmm. I think the point of that was. Now, obviously, people were like, oh, you're right, you're right, it was. You know, people were like, oh, that's going to be used for discrimination, which, yeah, it could be used for discrimination. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and, and people compared it to, like, to, to race, okay? But having a different skin tone is not the same as being able to destroy a building by looking at it. Mm-hmm. You need a license for a car. You need a license for a gun, because these things are dangerous, and you shouldn't be allowed to have it until you can prove that you can use it safely. So at some level, you know, there 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 needs to be a system in place, which is what was what is what was what Charles Xavier was attempting to do mm-hmm. was to cre- create a safe space for mutants to explore their powers. Right. And you know, there's a way to do it that doesn't involve concentration camps. Right. The way to do it mm-hmm. is to say, okay, we know your your child is a mutant. Mm-hmm. So when when you know when they are. One, or if they manifest their powers before that, you need to take them in for testing. We'll categorize their powers into, you know, they have they have power levels into such and such a level. And if they're such and such a level, then they, they have to attend XYZ school. The same way you would do any kind of special needs education, right? You have systems set up for that. Not, not I'm not, again, that's a bad, I'm not trying to compare <laughs> special needs with superpowers. Here we go. Right. The idea is that you have this infrastructure where my child has certain needs, and we have these infrastructures, we, right? We, we, we test for those at early ages. We do genetic testing. We do, you know, um, we do other tests to see, does your child have Down syndrome? Does your child have a mental disability? And if they do, we're going to put them in programs that are going yeah. to help I'm, them with those things. Got dyslexia. Can your child, you know, create fire? Can your child turn into water? Can, you, can yeah, your child but grow? The we're going to put them creating, into... Like, in a, they did a good job in X1 is that they 
they at least dropped you into a universe where everybody was scared of them already. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. That was I, the problem, is that they I, were. And, and we I can't that. relate because and we're like, and well, I get we that. don't know what mutants would and, be like. So we and don't know people would Okay, and, and, and this is the same thing that happens in in um, in like the Harry Potter universe. And every universe where there are there's like a special class of human mm-hmm. is there's always, always this huge discrimination of us versus them, which I think is way overplayed. Yes, yeah, no, it's, it's, there yeah. absolutely it's would true. be some, but a lot of people would be like, "That is so cool!" Right. You could create everybody what? watches X two. Yo, my friend is a person with fire hands. Everybody watches X two, and when like Bobby Drake like touches the the water and freezes it, and the mom just like freaks out and runs away, you're like, "No, everyone, why are you kidding? You just saw something like that. Everyone would kind of like, "Whoa, do it again! Can you chill yeah. my drink?" Please? Yeah, so yeah. that's so cool. But mm-hmm. but I mean, at least it, it's consistent with the idea that like people are a little unsettled by this, and like we have no way to go off of that, and we can always put ourselves in like the I would be the righteous one shoes but like sure we, we will never know how the world would react to a bunch mm-hmm. of people that could all of a sudden like do really creepy and weird things yeah have you ever been around magicians <laughs> those are not <laughs> real Nathaniel oh they are real and, and you, they can, you haven't seen what I've seen, 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 seen. <laughs> well and, and I think we've uh, I don't know that I've done a great job as a moderator on this one because I feel like we've yeah, yeah, not on a right, long so, tangent. So let's go here. fast. Let's go fast. Let's go fast. All right, so quick fire. Um, instead of going like just character by character, um, what are some of the other characters you guys wanted to talk about? Maybe art um, movies. I thought Ant Man was a really fun break from it was get the the Marvel's getting kind of formulaic, kind of monotonous. They were like, all right, it's time. I watched Ocean's Eleven. Let's do a heist. And so I, I thought I, Ant Man. I, 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 I will fun. say that like. Paul Rudd is just the most likable yeah, human he's, being, he's, like, on the earth. Mm-hmm. He's uh, like, hilarious. I, like, as soon as it was, like, he's Ant-Man, I'm like, I don't even care how this movie is. Like, it's going to be amazing just because of him. I did think the first one was kind of, like, it was just your traditional, like, hey, you're fighting, like, another version of yourself. And, like... like but it, they framed it as a heist, which made it which made it fun. Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't Marvel really just can't get away from the you have to fight a dark reflection of yourself. I will say they just can't. the extra characters yeah. in Ant-Man are the greatest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Characters. The secondary like, cast like, is fantastic. They are phenomenal. T.I. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's freaking the rap from he's, he's excellent. He's the the best character. was his, his Hispanic friend. Oh, dude. The they, drunk history almost. Yeah. Oh, they still so need good. to do Luis explains the entire MCU. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's so that's what I want. Um, yeah. Other than Ant Man, uh, Doctor Strange is obviously a likable character. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is good. He's essentially, and I love. Uh, I, and so, like, it, I was hard pressed not to pick um, Infinity War as my favorite movie, just because it has the same thing as uh, Civil War does with the characters coming together that haven't met each other yet because yeah. mm-hmm. you just get a ton of that and it's so good the Guardians meeting you know Tony and Doctor Strange and, and Spider-Man and all these and Spider-Man meeting Doctor Strange and, and Thor Tony. meeting Doctor Strange it's, it's, all, it's all good and, and and when Doctor Strange and Tony have their little interaction it's just perfect because they're essentially the same character mm-hmm. like Doctor Strange is like the most successful badass surgeon i mean he is just like he's he's total like douchebag male like dominant kind of character and he gets humble and he gets these powers but he's kind of the same guy like he's kind of a little like like overconfident but now he's a wizard and you have tony who <laughs> as you've explained you know is is, is kind of become this, this superhero um but he's still kind of his arrogant like he's always going to come up with a quip and Doctor Strange is trying to do the same thing. And it's just so, like, they're both so good, like, making fun yeah, of each so other. Yeah, so when they met each other and yeah. played off each other, I thought that was really I was, fun. But I love Doctor Strange um, as a character. Black Panther was great. Yeah. Although, so the, the problem I had with Black Panther was, I was on the villain side, right? Up until he was like, and so let's murder all white people. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, wait, that's me. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but I was, I was like, no, he's totally right, Wakanda. You are sitting on, you are, I would say they had a moral obligation to help the countries around them and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I understand why they were like, well, we don't want 
what, what, what even was it? They're like, we want, we want to stick to ourselves because we don't want to be exploited. Like, there's a difference yeah. between opening yourselves to exploitation mm-hmm. and helping the people next to you who are dying of malaria. And it's really hard to be exploited when you have a giant force field around your entire country. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're such a powerful nation, right? I would say, the, the you know, bring it into the real us. world. I would say the U.S. as uh, the U.S. and China, all the all the G8 nations, I would say, have an obligation to help developing countries mm-hmm. because we can provide funds that they need to build infrastructure to actually get to, to, well, know, to it's, where we it's, are. It's hard to introduce um, an entire nation that you're keeping invisible oh no 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 I, I, I get it I, like shield again like Tony Stark I get it for universe. plot reasons yeah I just think it's it's bizarre to me and then okay the other bizarre thing to me is and I get why they did it for for like plot reasons and for framing reasons where they they mirrored the beginning and the end with he opened the thing in the US mm-hmm. and they're like we're gonna help out Compton and that's great but I really feel like the first thing they should have opened up is in the destitute nations right next door to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it was kind of like, and you even have a scene where like seemingly a random person that's not in Wakanda, like a, like a little, little African kid is like watching a spaceship fly right. into the force field. And you're like, wait, who is he? Yeah. <laughs> like, are, are the tribes it was, it was around kid. them just kind of like, oh, we got spaceships flying over all the time. We don't know where the hell they go. They just fly into the mountain over there and they disappear. And it's like, what, none of them speak enough English to be like, hey, like, world, there's a, there's a lot going on here? Well, I think I think that is still supposed to be part of Wakanda. I think they have that, you know, that, the whole surrounding area. that yeah. those villages on the outskirts, yeah. like where they kept so, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, it, so, so when Michael B. Jordan was like, yo, this is messed up. Yeah, no, no. We need to be helping all the. We need to be helping all the oppressed black people, and I was like, right on. Yeah, now, I will say, and then he was like, and to do that, we're going to kill everyone else. I'm like, no, that's not the right answer. <laughs> He's got like they've got like infinite everything there. Like they mm-hmm. have this this metal material that's also like an AI organism that also heals people if you make it into balls. And oh, and if we want to talk about strong female characters, I thought Black Panther had the best strong female characters. Oh, yeah. yeah in the most likable, too. Yeah, they were I mean, great. Like, talk about the characters that you just enjoy. Honestly, I think they... I, I think I like... I want to see a movie about them. Yeah. Because yeah. Chadwick Boseman was great, mm-hmm. but really, I think they stole the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought they were fantastic. Yeah, no, she, like, like his little sister is just, like, super enjoyable because she's, you know, making quips and stuff, yeah. but she's yeah. also a genius. And, and like, and like she's a she's a strong character. One of those? They, 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 yeah, they, they didn't just, like, I don't know, they didn't just sit there and, and, and overuse. Yeah, and, and he's not, and, and they did a great job having strong female characters that weren't, you know, stepping on all the men. Like, they're both... Yeah, empowered both great, both great so characters. and mm-hmm. and you, they did a really good job fleshing out black panther of like he's yeah he's kind of a pampered prince which is why he ends up coming to heads with mm-hmm. um what is the name of the actual villain's name killmonger oh, killmonger, killmonger right he ends up banging heads with killmonger man. because killmonger <laughs> right killmonger had his traumatic backstory in was it compton it wasn't compton it was oakland was it oakland in the in the united states somewhere. it was in the united i'm pretty sure it was in california but anyways you're right he, you know, he he grew up in the hood. He had that that he had the Black American experience, mm-hmm. and that shaped him in in a very negative way, right? Because he, he his you know he wants to fight injustice, but then because of his his going into the army and going into the assassin business, the only way he knows how to fight injustice is with is with violence. Right. And then Black Panther is sitting on Wakandan throne saying, "Yeah, we, we see the injustice." But we value our security more than that. Mm-hmm. And then him having to come to terms with, 
the fact that the injustice is so bad that Killmonger is willing to do all these things to see that his people aren't oppressed anymore mm-hmm. worldwide. And then, you know, the resolution is, okay, you're right, we're going to help the people, but we're not going to do it by killing everyone well, else. Right. And th- there's a lot of little things with, the, with that one. Like, Black Panther was a good movie, but Killmonger really lucked out in the fact that, one, T'Challa didn't explain when he came back to his head security guy that, uh, you know, he promised he was going to bring back Claw, and the only reason he didn't was he captured him and then Killmonger broke him out. <laughs> Yeah, that, and then, that confused me. So, yeah, his his plan to get into Wakanda, he had Claw. So There were but, a lot of really convenient yeah. things where it's like, like when Killmonger did walk into Wakanda, anybody he ran into could have just been like, hey, dude, uh, stop, you're in jail. He no, happened but, to but he had glowing one guy tattoo. that had beef with, you know, that had beef with T'Challa and was like, oh, like you're here to take the throne? All right, come this way. And it was like, really? Like, that's what you did? You just walked right in and then that was it? Like, you're just sitting on the throne now and you can, like... It, 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 there were a lot of convenient things. It also just kind of felt like I was watching The Lion King. Yeah, I mean, it was it was very yeah. Lion King, but that's a good movie, so I'm not complaining. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was entertaining. It was good. It was a better live action The Lion King than the, than the <laughs> Lion King. Lion King. King. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other standouts. So, uh, my favorite character, Marvel character, has always been Spider Man. Mm. So, and we can talk in a Spider Man based episode do, more about. We're do our, yeah, we're going to devote a whole episode to different Spider-Man. versions. But I, uh, I really enjoyed the MCU version. I like the relationship he builds with Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a different character for the most part than the one that you have in the comics, but it does manage to capture a lot of the really yeah. fun stuff about Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man. it captures that core of Spider-Man quips because he's really nervous. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nervous energy, which I think mm-hmm. Tom Holland does a really good job of portraying. And, they're and of course, he looks like he's 10, so that helps. And they're able to build that father-son relationship with Iron Man really mm-hmm. quickly, which is something, again, when Iron Man uh, was, they did the Iron Man movie in the Civil War thing, he had just built that relationship with Peter Parker and then totally betrayed it. <laughs> so it was one of those things. But let's see, uh, we talked about the Guardians a little bit already. We mm-hmm. kind of talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about uh, Captain Marvel for a little bit, I think. And we've kind of touched on it since then. I think they just really, one of the things I had with Captain Marvel is she wasn't really needed for Endgame. They had a lot of really oh, strong yeah, female characters. <laughs> that Except they to explain why, why what's-his-name lost his eye. Because you were talking about, <laughs> it was a cat. <laughs> Which is it's pretty thing. believable. I have several cats, and they yeah. could claw your eye out at any time. But <laughs> then uh, they already had, and they're, we're getting ready to get into this, I think, with uh, the next Doctor Strange movie, the Scarlet Witch and Vision TV show. But Scarlet Witch is crazy powerful. Yeah. yeah. And she can, in a way that, uh, without trying to get into too much, is can be incredibly creepy. <laughs> so yeah. I think, And I think we're about to delve into that in the movies and stuff. Did they explain why she has her powers? I don't remember that. Uh, she you... was experimented on with her brother with the... Um, with the... With the, the, the Insanity Stones. The, oh, okay. okay, which, okay. Is the, which is the mind. She's not Magneto's... Are they going to retcon that? She's, she's powerful, Magneto's daughter. Because um, the... that that's the actual... Like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are actually Magneto's babies. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quicksilver and, and Scarlet Witch are, are Maximoffs. And yeah. the reason they're, they're Maximoffs is because that's technically Magneto's last name. So right. like they, they, it's funny when 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 um, Age of Ultron came out was right when X Men uh, right Days, Days of Future, Future Past was fantastic. So you had two two simultaneous yeah, Quicksilver uh, and Days of Future Past Quicksilver mm-hmm. was definitely better. Yeah, and he's, he's 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 one of the coolest characters. And that you know, scene, which Marvel has been movies. recreated like nine billion times oh, now, and uh-huh. every time they have speedster movie, that scene was just brilliant. Oh, and that's, so good. Excellent. And that's why 
Quicksilver didn't survive Age of Ultron. Yeah. Like, the only reason is... They're like, oh, he's way cooler. Whoopsie! Yeah. You didn't make so, it Yeah, Wanda and, uh, Wanda and Pietro, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, they are supposed to be Magneto's children. Mm-hmm. But uh, around that same time in the comics, they're like, oh, no, well, maybe they're Inhumans or something. We don't like talking about mutants because we can't, humans, we can't make movies about those out? guys. Uh, well, they... I don't I think the movie like is ever going to come out. They they made a TV show that we don't admit exists. Did it ever get aired? Oh yeah, it got aired. It was in IMAX and it was what is this? Not good. Uh, the Inhumans TV show. I don't remember that. Spun out of Agents. Everyone has blacked it out. Um, <laughs> well, because I know Agents of Shiel did did Inhumans. Like, yeah. that's where that's where all the people they interact and with get their powers. I think Agents of Shield. One of the greatest things about it, and it was it's had a rocky. Thing. Uh, and it's not even technically in canon can't, anymore. Uh, wait, what? Um, yeah, they kind of have done the time travel alternate timeline uh, kind of thing, and they couldn't really talk about Endgame or anything uh, that happened. Okay, so I haven't. So I the last age, and I don't know what season I'm in. I think it's four or five. Um, they're in the Matrix. Yeah, so that's point, that's the season I'm in. So don't spoil anything. The bad. point that um, I just love that. So just real quick on Agents of Shield, I love that they made Grant such a dick. Such yeah. a hateable character, and then they found a way to keep him as the villain, even when it wasn't technically the same mm-hmm. person. I was like, okay, that's well done. Well, that's I, fun because I, I it's a face that I hate, and but he's not the same character. And I was and gonna, hey, they, they, the actors like Amps looking paid. Yeah, <laughs> it's a win win. And I was going to say the highlight of that show was actually when they were they started out syncing him up to the movies, mm-hmm. and they did it in little ways until Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah. And if you're watching that show alongside when they did the Hydra reveal and they destroyed Shield, yeah, it was really good. And then it, it it's been a roller coaster yeah. before and ever since. But yeah. um, and apparently that's coming back with a fully time travel focused season. They're about to finish it out oh, for boy. good. Um, but, they're like Legends nice of Tomorrow. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're moving into, we're expanding into all kinds of stuff. You know, Disney Plus, we're going to be looking at um, <laughs> Netflix shows. I don't think we're going to claim anymore because I think they're oh, still yeah, going to get are... rights to Daredevil again soon. Daredevil is so good, but we're not going to touch on that. That's not, yeah, that's not it's MCU. A di- it's a different. Oh, it is good. It's it was good. supposed to be, but, you know, rights issues and things. Um, and then. Get your crap together, Marvel. Yeah. But we're moving. Uh, now everything's owned by Disney almost entirely, and we're going to be moving into all kinds of stuff. She Spider-Man's Mo- up in the air again. Moon Knight. Well, I it's think always up in the air. You know, and we got a couple Tom more Holland, movies. Like finagled himself back into the MCU. He, he basically <laughs> called people and cried uh, about it. Hey, and if Tom Holland called me crying. I would do whatever he want, wanted me to do. Yeah. Like, please, Fox. Please, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, Mr. Fox. <laughs> Is it Fox? It was Sony for that Sony, one. Sorry, Sony. Disney okay, owns Sony. Fox now. That's okay. why we can do mutants. Okay. Um, um, uh, is that it? That's pretty much... That's most of what we had. Uh, you had at the end uh, versus the DCEU, which mm-hmm. um, I will say part of the reason I think Miss Marvel... Or not Miss Marvel. That's the TV show that's coming out. Uh, Captain Marvel ended up getting pushed to the forefront is because one of the things Wonder DCU Woman. did do mm-hmm. right is they made the first female superhero movie yeah. and they did a good job. Yeah. And and I saw a really interesting comparison between Wonder Woman and and, and Captain Marvel cuz that mm-hmm. cuz they were looking at it and they're like, you know, okay, but neither woman neither character is really ever in any danger cuz they're both so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arguably, you know, Ares could have beat her, but it was a final boss. She's not going to get beat by Ares like. Yeah. It, it's a we're, we know she's going to win. But 
Wonder Woman still undergoes an interesting arc because she has to deal with Man's World and seeing how bad Man's World is and wondering, is it still worth saving Man's World? Right. Mm-hmm. And so she still had a huge struggle, whereas Captain Marvel was like, you need to stop being emotional. When was she emotional? In when? a way, she's... Explain to me when she was emotional. <laughs> In a way, she's... She looked like her face has been Botox. She... And again, I'm really not trying to hate on Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. It's not because she's a woman. I, I love Wonder writing Woman. Or I thought Wonder yeah. Woman was fantastic. No, okay. I, so I, I think that Wonder Woman just, kind of Captain Marvel just kind of boring. She reflects a little bit of, of Black Panther in her movie, where it's like you have like like, but the conflict is within her as opposed to two different characters having yeah. different opinions. Yeah, right? the, the conflict is within her. Exactly. To say, and and the I've started to love Captain some of the Marvel. people in this broken world, but I also could just kind of like stay in my safe place and in my world and not get hurt by being here. Well, mm-hmm. it wasn't even like the not getting hurt. It was well, it was, the whole idea. Hurt. I don't, was, I don't like, mean, yeah, no. the whole idea was. You know, her mom's like, man's, look at what they're doing. They're horrible. Right. They're not worth saving. Let them wipe, wipe each other out. Right. And so she's like, no, we, we have to save them. And then she goes, it's like, oh, wait, this is way worse than I thought. Yeah. And to decide, is it actually worth saving? And she ends up deciding it is. Thanks. Good. Right. Yay. It's, it's also hard to create a character that might not succeed in doing that when that's the main, when that's the main, like, tussling point. When okay. it's like, are you going to save I, them or are you I'm not? point to... Then there's, like, a second wave of, like, okay, I decided to save them. Oh, are you going to, like, can you yeah. save them or can you not? Like, is there I, going to I'm be... I'm going to point to... And usually that's the, that second one, at least. I this think that's idea is, I think, the, the best... So one of my one of uh, so there's this book series that was my favorite book series right up until the end, had one of the trashiest endings of all time. It's called the Pendragon series. There are ten books, and it's based on this idea that there are ten different worlds that are all linked together and all their destinies are like tied together. Um, it's more complicated than that, but basically, this kid uh, ends up being and I don't remember exactly how he got suckered into it or exactly the reason why, but he's basically like so this he's he's a person who can travel between the different worlds. And so he and the main villain are fighting over these turning points. So each world is like approaching a turning point that's going to decide whether it goes towards a good ending or a bad ending, essentially. Mm -hmm. That's being reductive, but that's essentially it. And so you're going through the first couple books and, you know, he's fighting with the bad guy, but he ends up winning. And the second book, and he's fighting, it goes to the next planet. And he's fighting with bad guy and he ends up winning. And he goes to the next planet. And the fourth book, you're like, all right, I figure out. And then he's fighting with the bad guy. And the bad guy wins. And... He loses, and he, 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 there's no do-over. Like there's no, he can't do a time heist and go fix this. And so then, from that point on, it is totally up in the air whether he's going to win or lose. And so after that point, after he, after the book that ends on a bummer, where it's like you just got your butt kicked, mm-hmm. and that world's gone, you you lose that world forever. It's all gone. All the people are gone. You've lost. And from that point on, it gets really interesting because you don't know, to, to like almost the George R. R. Martin thing where you don't know what characters are going to live. You don't know. You think, obviously, he's got to win in the end, but mm-hmm. how is he going to win? He started losing. And, it's and what not does just, winning look like? Yeah, does it look like saving all of them or does it look right? like losing? And what it ended up looking like was, he became one with the universe. It was the... I don't want to get into it. It okay. made me so mad. It was the worst. Two, I, it was like... And it ended on... The ninth book was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And the tenth book was like... Well, and I'd cry. Well, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. but so Empire does that, right? It ends on that downer note of how are they going to get out of this? Like you're you're assuming in the end the good guys are going to win, but it ends on that bummer note. Infinity War did that too. Mm-hmm. We know that they were going to somehow bring people back, but how are they going to do it? What's it going to cost them? Mm-hmm. So so Wonder Woman did that in a way in, within one movie of we know she's going to win whatever fight she gets into, but what's it going to cost her? Whereas Captain Marvel was what's the cost? 
there there was no cost. The cost was getting emotional, which her only emotion was, I'm a little angry. Mm-hmm. She, but even, even that. that wasn't that <laughs> emotional. Like she's and she's just literally she's literally a jet engine. That's all she is. She's a jet engine. <laughs> Become one with a jet engine. <laughs> well, Chuck Yeager would be proud. <laughs> and I'll say, like talking about it versus the DCU, and kind of as a wrap up. Um, I think part of the reason why the MCU has worked and the DC universe has not is because the MCU really embraced um, from the first start uh, from Iron Man, where they started sowing seeds for the different things. They really embraced how comic books are made, where you've got all these different stories with the same with similar characters, the same characters pl- taking place in the same world, and they're going separately but every once in a while they converge a little bit now that form of storytelling when you do it every month can lead to some pretty terrible stories but they're <laughs> able to be really selective with the movies um but they really embrace kind of that goofiness kind of that everything's happening all at once and for movies honestly that's probably one of the first times you've had well here's this concurrent story and it's not just a spinoff here's another movie that's happening in the same universe and this is happening over here and they're kind of you can kind of see them overlap just a tiny bit but until avengers they didn't overlap and what DC tried to do is, hey, we had a Superman movie. Um, let's do the movie where they two characters overlap, and we'll we'll talk about that more in the future. Batman yeah. v Superman. And yeah, the we, issues we, there. We oh definitely need to talk about that. But so so if I were to boil it down to the one thing that Marvel did right that DC did wrong is Marvel was like we're making comic book movies. Uh huh. And and so they were comic booky. DC and I think they shot themselves in the foot because of how good. Nolan's Batman trilogy was. Yeah. And Nolan's Batman trilogy was very intentionally grounded in reality to some extent. Right. And, he put and, the, the this brace lets me punch through concrete. Okay, there was a little bit of Yeah. I'll call it magical realism or or you know stretching but no, the boundaries. It was very much based but it was very much based in realism, which okay, Bane should have been the intelligent one. I'm not gonna go down that route. <laughs> but the problem was then when when they're trying to launch their DCEU, they're like, Okay, this is what people want. They want gritty serious realism. And then they made Superman gritty serious realism. Superman is a fairy. He yes. fights for truth, justice, and American way in his underpants. It like, was a, it was a hard Captain way to America he's, with the power he's Captain of Captain America with the power to fly. So the, the, trying to make Superman great, which is not to say Superman can't have serious moments. Injustice shows us how to do a serious Superman thing, but you can't just have Superman start off being like, ha 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 ha. Well, I would I'm say I would say gritty. on top of the fact that Nolan also Lex Luthor was just. Uh, have you ever, did they did they ever? Read a comic, or watch them think, or understand anything about Lex Luthor. He's not the Joker. I think they were trying to invent him as like a modern day like tech CEO, obsessed with himself, obsessed with power. It just didn't which really he is, pretty but much he's Mark Zuckerberg also, from the social he's network. He's also calculating, and he logical, and shrewd. <laughs> and he had and, hair. And Luthor <laughs> is not a villain to be a villain. Luthor is a villain. Primarily, well, he wants power, but his primary motivation against Superman is he. Sokovia Accord thing, yeah. he just doesn't trust Superman. Right, like he's actually a good guy in a lot of these bigger Justice League movies where he realizes, alright, I need to team up with you guys, because he really does care about, about Metropolis. He just thinks that he's the best Although in thing. Justice League, he, he's, he just wants to come home with Brainiac and become God. And he, <laughs> he cares enough about the world to know that he can't really rule over it or have power over it if it gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the, the comparing the two, on top of the fact that these came in, in the light of, in the shadow of Nolan's excellent depiction of, of the Batman. Um, the Batman. And instead of just saying, oh, like, like we can't really, like, let, let's totally, like, we've, we've got to move in a new direction from, from those, like, completely. 
it was just like right after that they're like let's how quickly can we get to doing like an avengers style movie on our uh-huh. side and it was just like let's just do it now let's just, we'll create one movie that kind of introduces all these characters in a weird like security yeah, camera that, that video the they did it backwards and then then we'll spread out and make them all their individual movies when's is the flash movie coming out yet that also <laughs> it also made no sense to me that they were like here's a completely separate flash when the flash that they had on tv at that point was excellent and now they're all in the same universe because they've done a crossover oh between boy. the two. Oh my gosh! Um, but, oh, but like well, all in the same multiverse, uh, I guess. Just, I don't know. It, it, it's it's difficult just because to the, I think they have more characters. I don't know that that are just that like they're a little too. So you have like Green Lantern, right? Like, is he a part of the main core of the Justice League? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. But yet, like, he's not even there at all. Like, like you have you have Cyborg. Who is a huge character in the Justice League? He's but, in Teen Titans, as far but, as I'm concerned. But he's also he just showed up in the also, Justice League. Also, they did him way better in Doom Patrol. There's mm-hmm. like like he's not anywhere else to be seen. He hasn't had his own movie. Same thing with the Flash, and so you, like it's just bizarre. Well, like it's it's weird to not be able to latch on to really characters that have and, developed and you like because you like you know the characters, but like I don't know they just did and, such a bad job. And I think the thing is like the main audience had not gotten movies. They hadn't gotten a chance to latch on to any of these characters. And the ones that fans were really going to look at, Superman, Batman, <laughs> weren't really recognizable. <laughs> like the Superman that'll snap a person's neck and then we'll have a movie where he has like four scenes of dialogue and just kind of mopes around the whole time or <laughs> hashtag yeah. and then Martha. you know the Batman that'll <laughs> if that wasn't the most poorly written plot point in all which I thought their, their fight I thought was pretty cool now, I, but but goodness gracious if, if that wasn't the dumbest plot point I've ever seen in a movie but I, we're, we're running over yeah. so let's wrap well, it up I will say if you watch the extended version of the movie it's not the a much better cut? movie but it makes um, for Batman v Superman. They actually edited out a lot of the things that make Lex Luthor's plot make sense. There's all these explanations <laughs> of like him paying the people to brand the brand people with a bat symbol and all that kind of stuff to make Superman and Batman angry with each other that they just cut out of the movie. <laughs> and they left in the nightmare scene for Justice League, you know. <laughs> That nobody knows like, what's going on. Hey, it's me. You're like, whoa! <laughs> As a viewer, you're like, what is that? What is no, we'll that? explain it in seven movies, maybe. <laughs> Unless we make one more, in which the whole thing just gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad direction. You got to do it in the opposite direction. You have to yeah. have payoffs in movies later on. You can't have a payoff in the first movie, and it's like, watch seven more movies to see how this pays. Off. Like, like no, like, like, jeez, yeah. So, yeah. They, they, to be fair to the DC universe, they. They course corrected. So Wonder Woman, while it had a lot of serious stuff in it, had that lighthearted, this is a comic book tone to mm-hmm. it. I will say one last thing. And Aquaman you know, did, with, apparently, I haven't seen it. With DC, and even Marvel, after after the Dark Knight trilogy, which is Oh, what, they also botched Sudoku Squad so bad that they're rebooting that instantly. <laughs> even Marvel, after the Dark Knight trilogy, they started out, hey, people liked this grounded approach. Let's start with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. He can build a suit. Yeah. And then we go to the Hulk. That's kind of science-based. Was Iron we... Man before the Hulk? Yep. Oh. It was before the Incredible Hulk. Right. We Not the Angry Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> um, and then, you know, from there, they then they move. After two Iron Man movies, they move into Thor. And even at that point, they're like, yeah, well, magic, science, it's kind of just the same thing. Yeah. And then we're just going to ignore that later on when we introduce Doctor Strange. And at that but... point, people were too interested in it. Yeah. I mean, they did such a good job at movies one and two that it was just that, like... 
then they introduced the talking raccoon people loved it and they're like yeah we can do whatever we want <laughs> yeah, at that point they're like yeah. we got him r2 <laughs> i got you bro uh, so yeah so that is the end of our show today thank you for 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 tuning in uh let us know what you think what was your favorite marvel movie you yeah. know what what did marvel do right that dc did wrong um what did we leave out what did we miss yeah, I uh, obviously I think I would I would say we need to go to explain yourself, but I think we got into the, the what what I think what you guys disagree on. Yeah. Um yeah. So but thanks for joining us. Um we'll be on here next week and yeah. looking forward to uh talking about some more movie topics. Yeah, uh movie topics. I think I would like to do a podcast on video oh, games. We're doing video games next yeah. week. Let's do video games uh, next week. Video games. Um but yeah, you can reach us uh Twitter at dearly debated uh, dearly debated at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email Greg where can people find you uh, you can find me uh, on Facebook uh, chapter one films O-N-E at chapter one films O-N-E uh, you can also find me my, online my website chapter one films dot biz um, and check our stuff out yeah. you can find me at holy golem H-O-L-Y-G-O-L-E-M like the Pokemon Right. And you can find me at um, at uh, Comic Exile on Twitter and Facebook and at ComicExile.com if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about more of the comic book side of things. And I'm definitely going to be delving into the MCU in more detail there in the future, too. All right, that's all right. Until next time. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.